Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by Greg Browning, fresh from a game of fives. How's it going, Greg? Were you channeling your inner Xander Clark tonight? Oh, Xander Clark, um, Scott Tiffany, Brian Graham, um, Zach Ruddin, all Jeez. the players now. Uh, does Xander Clark not play for St. Johnson? He does. He's in, in goals, but I'm a Thistle <laughs> fan now. All right, of course. I was just... I actually mentioned Xander Clark, obviously, given his... Well, almost his goal-scoring exploits uh, last weekend at Ibrox. Yeah, it was a cracking assist. Uh, quite a remarkable night at Ibrox. Absolutely devastated not to be there. That would have been glorious. 49,000 Rangers fans absolutely foaming at the mouth. Um, that would have been a scene to, a, a scene to be at. So, disappointed not to be there, but what a result for the club. Um, and to be honest with you, it doesn't really get much better at the moment for St Johnson fans. League up in the bag. Obviously, we've got a, a tough semi-final coming up next against St Mirren. But a great opportunity, though, to get to the final again. So, good times all round. Does this go down as St Johnson's most successful season in their history yet? Um, or do they need to do they need to get to the Scottish Cup final, do you think? Well, we got to the semi in the final the year we won it. So, the mm-hmm. year we won the Scottish Cup, we won the Scottish Cup and got to the semi-final of the League Cup. So, I think getting to the final, yes. If we get to the final, that'll be our best ever season. And I think there's obviously an opportunity there for us to go and win it. Um, a long way to go till that happens. But I think we've become only the third team, the fourth team in Scottish football to win both Cups in the same season. Rangers, Celtic and Aberdeen, I think, have done that. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves because standing in St Johnson's way are St Mirren. Uh, and that semi-final is next weekend. So, of course, we have invited our resident St Mirren fan, Doug McDonald, on the podcast next week. So that should be one worth <laughs> listening to. I'll act as uh, the Willie column in between the St Johnson and the St, St Mirren fan uh, on the podcast next week. So that's one to look forward to. Uh, so, yeah, it's been it's been quite a week for you on the football side, but also on the betting side as well, where... You know, we discussed Partick Thistle last week and how well they had done for us from a betting point of view and we are toasting Thistle tonight again who are now champions of League One and back into the Championship and I was tempted to say back where they belong in the Championship but they probably believe that they belong in the top tier rather than the second tier Well I'd maybe argue that I think the Championship uh, trying to go for promotion probably is their level at the moment but they'll be delighted to be back in the Championship especially given where they were what Four weeks six, ago, three weeks ago. Six weeks ago, but probably isn't even as much as that. Four points, seven points behind Falkirk. They've gone on a fabulous, fabulous run. I think that's what six wins out of seven now. Um, unbeaten since they returned back from the break. And I think their class kind of shone through. Those three players I mentioned before Zach Rudden, Brian Graham, and Scott Tiffany. Yeah. Two to three of them. I think they've now scored over 20 goals in the last seven or eight games. Um, they're probably responsible for probably about 90% of Thistle's goals since the restart. Um, and tonight, they've absolutely battered Falkirk 5-0. Falkirk, um, have just, they've just collapsed, haven't they, in the last three or four weeks? Maybe even a bit longer than that. It's an extraordinary collapse. To be where they, where they were three weeks ago, but to get beat 5-0 tonight in a match yeah, that they had to win... A shocker. ...is an absolute shocker from them. Really, really is in them they could be set for another season in League One, which is a travesty, really. Yeah, I mean, they're, 
there's actually a possibility that they might not even make a playoff. Now, it's a, it's a fairly long shot. I mean, they're five points ahead of Falkirk, but both teams have got two, eh, sorry, ahead of Montrose, but they both get two games to play. So the way things are going for Falkirk, you, just, you wouldn't be backing them to win any game at the moment. No, and I think uh, Pine Boffle tweeted tonight about Falkirk being destined to stay in League One forever. <laughs> but as I said, it's probably longer than that. And a few guys also said you could go down to League Two. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But um, yeah, they play each other this weekend, Falkirk and Montrose. So uh, yeah, there's a hell of a lot at stake uh, for Falkirk in that one. Uh, but we'll come on to that very shortly. As I touched on, it's been a, a great week um, on your channel as well. And we're wrapping up for the month on a 31 point profit. Yeah, it's been fabulous, really. It's been a really solid month. Um, March was also really good, other than that terrible international break that ruined everything mm. uh, but April's been really really good and the Nats performed well and to deliver 31 points profit for the channel is great um, really really pleased with that and I'm sure the guys in the channel are as well. Yeah, got to be delighted with that. Unfortunately on the podcast last week the nap didn't land but we still had a few other winners Yeah, Morton drew one all home to Alloa in a must win match and we'll touch upon the championship shortly so hopefully uh, Morton go down <laughs> uh, as a result of that, um, Dundee not, v Rovers. Not better. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, Dundee v Wraith Rovers delivered over two and a half goals at evens, and Motherwell Corners at Easter Road on Saturday tea time in the Scottish Cup landed too. So overall, I had a decent weekend. And we also mentioned Albion Rovers at six to four, and I did have St Mim to qualify in their Scottish Cup match against Kilmarnock, but I took that off the channel early on Monday morning, just based on the team news, mm-hmm. uh, and squeeze through penalties. So overall, a, a decent enough weekend. Yeah, got to be happy with that. Um, we have got a busy weekend ahead. We've got a full Premiership card. We've got uh, games in League 1 and League 2, um, but it's the final round of games in the Championship on Friday night, so we might as well start there. Yeah, I guess, obviously, Hearts have gone up as champions, um, as we expected. I don't think they've done it probably with any grace recently, but at the end of the day, they're back in the, the Premiership. They've won the league pretty comfortably and there's a few things still to sort out. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess the big one will be who finishes second and that's a direct fight between Wraith Rovers who are in second at the moment and Dundee. So Dundee travelled to Queen of the South knowing that they have to win that match, but they can take solace in the fact that Wraith Rovers play hearts. So, at the moment, there's probably a very good chance that Dundee could sneak back into that second spot. Um, and that obviously avoids them playing an extra two matches as part of the playoffs. Which would be against Inferman, who have secured fourth place. Yeah, exactly. So, it's a, it's a tough one to call. I, I do expect Dundee to get a result at Queen of the South tomorrow night. Um, they're 8-11. And as we know, we, we can't trust Dundee away from home at 8-11 <laughs> <laughs> at any point against any side. No. Although saying that, I, I do expect Dundee to win. Um, and they, they will likely score two goals, but it's a no bet for me. Uh, Wraith Rovers, 14-5 at home to Hearts. Um, Hearts may have the league wrapped up. It's the last game of the season, but they still have enough quality to go and win that match. Um, they won comfortably last weekend. I think it was 3-0. So I would expect Hearts to win this. I do fancy Dundee to finish second. Mm-hmm. And you can get 13-8 to 8 on that to happen. Right. Which I don't think is a bad place, to be fair. Providing, obviously, Dundee win and um, 
Wraith Rovers, I think they have to lose. No, Wraith Rovers a draw would see Dundee go second as well. Yeah. So as long as Wraith don't win, Dundee could sneak into second place with a win. Yeah, I suppose we're getting to that stage in all of the, the leagues, in particular this one, with it being the last round of fixtures where there's lots of games where teams don't actually have much to play for. Yeah, and it's probably teaching people to suck eggs here, but I think at the moment, at this time of the season, across all the leagues, you have to be really careful now. Um, there are a lot of dead rubbers, a lot of games that don't mean anything, a lot of teams have nothing to play for, so I guess my advice would be to try and focus on matches that matter. Mm-hmm focus on teams that have something to play for um, and, and that's probably the right approach to take um, I think tonight for example Falkirk travelling to Partick Thistle and a match that Falkirk had to win was a good straight for over two and a half goals albeit they all came from, from uh, Partick Thistle but yeah just trying to find games that matter and we'll, we'll touch upon that in a second when we focus on the Premiership Yeah and I, I guess it also means getting a good grasp of what finishing different positions in each table actually means. Um, you know, there's there's still things to play for in the Championship right down to, to fourth, albeit Dunfermline have already secured it. But down at the bottom of the table, there's a three-way shootout for three teams trying to finish eighth as opposed to ninth. Ninth means that they would get drawn into a playoff against a League One side. Yeah, it's a, it should be a fascinating night tomorrow night. Um, again, really difficult to call. You've got Arbroath at home to, to Morton. Uh, Morton have been dire, to be fair. Um, they haven't won many games. I did say last weekend that Gus McPherson made them harder to beat. But that one will draw against Alwa last week because really cost them. And they've got a really tricky match now up at Gayfield. Really tricky match up there on a Friday night. Tight pitch. Arbroath are a decent season. A part-time team as well. Mm-hmm. So I think Dick Campbell deserves a lot of credit for yeah. getting our bros into a position where they could retain their championship status for another season. Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say they're probably the, the inform team out of the three at the moment. Um, they've actually won a couple of games in their last five. As you touched on last week, Morton let us down um, with the nap. And they're the ones that have, you know, as you say, everyone's got the, their own destiny in their own hands. Um but more than the ones that are in the, the dodgy position at the moment. Yeah, and it's, I think what will happen though, it should be to an open match. Morton have to win here, and it's in Morton's hands. If Morton can get a win here, they stay up, and mm-hmm. as simple as that. A draw for our broth suits them, and air travel to Inverness, knowing that if our broth win, it doesn't matter what happens in their match against Inverness. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if Morton get a result or Morton leads, then air have to get a win. So it's going to be a fascinating night, a lot of to and fro, and I imagine that bottom, second bottom spot will change as the night moves on. Yeah, um, so I was just going to say the, the Raith Rovers v Hearts game is live on BBC Scotland or, and on BBC iPlayer for anyone who wants to catch it, and hopefully they, they do that thing where the, the table is updated throughout the night and you, you see the teams moving up and down the table as the, the results come in. Um, but you've got a, a wee bet for us that will give us some interest over all the games. Yeah, obviously last game of the season... Lots to play for. Three teams needing to get a win. Um, and I'm very surprised to see how big over 1.5 match goals is across the two games. So Inverness at home to air is 2-5. to five, Sorry, 1-2, to two, sorry, for over 1.5 match goals. Which I think is very reasonable, really. I think typically you'd expect these sort of games to be maybe 4-11, to 1-3. Uh, but 2-5 to five is decent. And the Arbroath-Morton game is even bigger. 
at one to two. So right. two decent places there for over one point five match goals. Mm-hmm. Put them together as a double, and it pays eleven to ten. Okay. And I don't think that will be far away tomorrow night. I really don't. Okay. And what about the rest of the games in the league? Um, nothing for me. <laughs> um, I will have you done fair one. Aloha already down or already relegated. Dunfermline, nothing really to play for, do they? Other than getting ready for the playoffs. And as we said before, race v, v hearts. So I must admit, out of Dundee and race, I'm not convinced they're equipped yet for the Premiership, if that makes sense. Um, coming up as a second place team, I'm not convinced they'll, if they were to get promoted. I think they've mm-hmm. a, a struggle, especially Wraith Rovers. Dundee have got scope to get better, I would say. But I would probably fear for Wraith Rovers if they, they, they were to go up, um, having a squad to compete in the in the Premiership. I don't believe they do. So I, I do think Dundee um, will be the team that play the, the playoff match against whoever finishes second bottom in the Premiership. Yeah, it's still a long way to go for both those sides. Yeah, um, there is. Before they become a, a Premiership club. OK, so... We're looking at a, a double at the Arbroath and Inverness game of over one and a half goals in each. Yeah, and that pays 11 to 10 with Skybet. Skybet. Okay, on to Saturday, and we've got five Premiership games. Um, we have three rounds of matches to play in the Premiership. There's not a lot really at stake at the top of the table. Most of the issues have been resolved. Um, it's going to take a, a strange run of results for the, the table to finish differently to how it stands just now. Um, Hibernian are six points clear of Aberdeen. Livingston are a further nine points behind Aberdeen. St Johnson three points behind Livingston. So it's very much likely that it'll finish as is in the top six. But the bottom three, um, there's very much a lot to play for. There's five points separate Kilmarnock, Ross County and Hamilton at the bottom and some fascinating fixtures coming up in the next week or so. There really is. And just in terms of the top six, um, obviously, Hibs are pretty much secured third place. Um, and for them, that's a really good coup this season for them. I think they've been helped by Aberdeen being so terrible this season, to be yeah. fair. But that said, they've finished third and it's an improvement on their seventh finished place last season. I, I guess the last place up for grabs really is fifth. Um, Livingston v Johnson played in the last day. Mm. And that could be a, a winner takes all in terms of who finishes fifth. Yeah. Um, especially depending on whether or not Hibs or St Johnston win the Scottish Cup in terms of who finishes in those top spaces. So that's probably the last point in terms of the top six places. But yeah, as you, as you say, it's going to be a fascinating finish to the season uh, at the bottom. Three, three sides there, all within touch and distance of each other. Um, and there's going to be a lot of changes over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Let's uh, let's tackle the top half first then, will we? Um, because there's not an awful lot that's jumping out at us um, in the fixtures. This could take about two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hibs v St Johnson, both sides probably concentrating on the cup next weekend, is that fair? I'd imagine so. Um, St Johnson don't have a massive squad, so it'll be very interesting to see what Callum Davison does. What we do have, though, is a small squad, but it's a very good squad. Um, so, Although it'll be weakened in terms of his strongest 11, I still think it'll be a decent enough side. Mm-hmm. Um, Hibs, I don't know how many changes Jack Ross will make. And I imagine it'll be a few, though. Um, there's no way he'll be wanting his side to go into that game against United next weekend um, with any injuries to his top players. So 
I'd expect both sides to make at least four or five changes. And that really does change the dynamics of this match. Hibs, nothing really to play for anyway. They've secured third place. And St Johnston, although fifth up for grabs at the moment, I think they'll fancy taking their chances in the last day of the season against against Livingston. Mm-hmm. So for me, really, uh, it's no bet this match. Okay, and I guess it's pretty much the same for Livingston v Aberdeen, two sides who just look as if they want the season to end. Yeah, I did look at Aberdeen initially before they got battered last week from United 3-0. Yeah. That was a shocking result for Aberdeen, really bad. Um, after performing so well against Celtic, I think most people fancied Aberdeen to get a result in that match. Yeah. But to be fair to Dungeon United, though, it's probably their best performance of the season. Yeah, I thought so they were excellent. Fantastic. Yeah. They ran Aberdeen ragged. It could have been more than 3-0, to be fair. Mm-hmm. So I did look at Aberdeen, double chance in this match and two match goals in the game. But I think Stephen Glass has got a massive job in his hands. And I'm sure Aberdeen fans will be keen to probably keep blaming Derek McInnes still for last week's defeat. <laughs> yeah, he can probably still get away with that for a wee while yet, can't he? Stephen Glass. So, yeah, so it's a no bet for me here. Um, Livingston, um, I've been a bit of a kind of put into the season for them, really. And Aberdeen have got a lot of rebuilding to do in the summertime. Yeah, even looking at the price in 74 Livingston, 13 to 8 Aberdeen, nothing between them. Neither of them represent particularly value. If, if one of them was a bit longer than the other, then you might have kind of favoured that just on a pure price basis. But um, yeah, it doesn't look like much of a betting contest for me. No, best left alone. Uh, well, we're going to jump to Sunday then in the top half, and it's uh, Rangers v Celtic. Again, another meaningless Celtic Rangers game. Is that possible? Oh, uh, no such thing, is there? Not a lot <laughs> at stake, really. Pride for Celtic, I suppose. Rangers still going after an unbeaten league season. So, uh, yeah, they'll definitely be up for uh, trying to win the game, if not certainly trying to remain undefeated. Uh, I was quite surprised when I looked at Rangers' stats. Probably in their worst run of results of the season, they've only won three of their last eight, um, which actually is mirrored by Celtic, who have also only won three of their last eight. So it's unusual for both teams to begin into this fixture uh, without being in much form. You know, usually it's one or the other, or, or both on decent form, but actually both of them uh, not been that great of, of late. Uh, I think the most salient start probably is that Rangers are unbeaten in five meetings with Celtic, uh, won four and drawn one. And Celtic have only scored twice in those games, despite, in some occasions, enjoying greater possession and poor, poor, probably greater chances as well. But they just just don't seem to be able to get the better Rangers at the moment. When was the last time Celtic went five games without a win against Rangers? Oh, I don't know. Is yeah, that... It could be, a while ago, you could be going back decades, possibly. Yeah. 10, 15, 20 years, possibly. I'm sure the opposite happened under Martin O'Neill. Celtic won, I think they won every game against Rangers one season, maybe five or six games in a season, but I don't know, I don't know how it works the other way. Um, this, is, this is the third meeting between these sides over the last, what, six, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. They played a meaningless league match that, what, was that, that finished 1-0? No, 2-0 was that league match. Yeah. They, they played a Scottish Cup game. Um, so th- th- this game's an even bigger dead rubber in that first league match they played a couple of weeks ago um, Rangers 75 to win this match I must admit I'm not entirely convinced by Celtic at all um, I think John Kennedy has been asked to do a job but I, w- I wouldn't exactly say the players are playing for him um, in a really difficult position John Kennedy I think Celtic like you say just cannot wait to get the season over with 
Mm-hmm. And I think Celtic would probably quite be happy with a draw here, to be fair. I think yeah, I mean, this team this season. Um, and a draw would probably suit Celtic quite fine. Yeah, had it not been for the fact that, you know, this is probably the best chance to stop Rangers claiming that they've gone through the season uh, in the league unbeaten, then, yeah, I would tend to agree with you about the draw. But I think. Celtic still have that point to prove. Whether they're capable of proving it is, is an entirely different matter. But I do think that there is still that element of pride at stake um, for Celtic in that respect. And the same is true for Rangers as well. They'd be desperate to be able to say that they went through the, the league season unbeaten. So, yeah, it may well be meaningless as far as the table's concerned or any honours are concerned, but there's no such thing, I guess, as a, a meaningless Celtic-Rangers game. No, um, I certainly couldn't bat Celtic anyway. Even at 9-5, couldn't bat Celtic. So I'd be back in the draw or, or Rangers to win. Yep, and our old favourite for this fixture, uh, Scott Brown yellow card is 4-5 and Alfredo Morales' card is 5-4. I was curious, so I looked it up. This is going to be Scott Brown's last game at Ibrox in Celtic colours and he is 14-1 to to be sent off. To be fair, I, I, I joked about the four to five being a disgrace and a shambles, but do you know what? It's probably very fair. Um, he's been booked now. Well, I thought we said what nineteen bookings and a red card in this fixture. He got booked last time. Um, as you say, it's his last match at Ibrox. It's his, it's his last old firm game. I think four to five is actually a very good price, um, and I would fully expect him to get booked if he starts. Yeah, I'd be extremely disappointed if he didn't, if I'm <laughs> honest. Uh, but yeah, I think there'll be plenty of people on that. I suppose the big question is whether he, whether he's going to start the game or whether John Kennedy will, will look to the future and put uh, Ismaila Soro in the middle yeah. of the party instead of him. But we'll, we'll I think see obviously how. fellow town clown uh, Morelos, he's probably due a booking. Never got booked last time, unbelievably. Uh, uh, no, he did, he did get booked against St Johnson though, didn't he? Yeah, he got booked in that match. So yeah. I think he's ten to eleven to be booked or even money. That could be so the way. Again, not not the not the worst double in the world to take. <laughs> okay, so uh, sitting on the fence on this one, or are you tempted by the seventy-five on Rangers? I must admit, I'm slightly tempted by the seventy-five. Um, I don't think I'll be back in it, but if I was to choose an outcome in this match, I would definitely edge towards seventy-five and Rangers to win. Okay, fair enough. Okay, on to the bottom half of the table. Um, Standout game is that St Mirren v Hamilton. Um, let's start with Dundee United Ross County. Yeah, I don't think it's a standout match. I think there's three very, very important games, and I think Ross County and Hamilton can probably count their blessings that they're playing teams who've got nothing to play for, and they're going to have eyes on the Scottish Cup semi-final the following week. Yeah. So starting at Tannadice, Dundee United an absolutely terrific zero win it. Tawdry last weekend. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Not even now, the United. Not even United, no. Um, so, Mickey Mellon, he wrapped up his star players in Cotton Wool for the defeat to Kilmarnock um, a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And that was in preparation for that match v Aberdeen. Um, McNulty, Shankland, Butcher, Reynolds, Clark, all rested. None of them played. And they were duly gubbed 3-0 by Kilmarnock. I can see Mickey Mellon doing a similar approach here. There's absolutely no way with a Scottish Cup semi-final coming up, no Rangers, no Celtic involved, a tremendous opportunity to win a trophy for the first time since 2011, 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he'll make a lot of changes for this match. 
and the players I mentioned a minute ago, I'd fully expect them to be rested. And that gives Ross County a tremendous opportunity here to get an absolutely vital three points. Ross County haven't performed well recently. There was hope, there was chat and possibly hope of Ross County getting out of this maybe three or four games ago. But Ross County have lost quite a few games now. Um, quite important matches too. And I think the um, if there was a buzz, the new manager bounce for John Hughes is well and truly gone. But they are playing the United side who will be weakened. And I must admit, I'm very surprised to see the price on Ross County still. Um, I think the bookies are a bit slow to react to the fact that Dungeon United will probably play a reserve, a reserve team. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying I'm definitely right about that, but given what's happened in previous games and previous weeks, you have to expect Mickey Mellon to play a reserve side or at least play a weak inside. And that gives value here for me on Ross County at 9-4 to win this match. Um, I'm not entirely convinced they will. I, th- I think <laughs> value-wise is definitely there. Um, what I do think, I don't think they'll lose this game, Ross County. So there's a couple of ways to look at this. Ross County are 4-6 to six double chance for Skybet, which I think is actually a very decent price. Mm-hmm. Too short, though, to put up as a tip um, for this weekend. So I've gone to a market that I've not gone to this season, and that's Ross County draw no bet. Um, and it is what it says in the tin. If Ross County draw money back, if Ross County win, we're getting 11-8. to eight. And I think that was a great opportunity here, given I'd imagine Ross County at the moment are at full strength. John Hughes has got a very experienced side in that side, in that Ross County team. Um, he's going to be looking at um, probably four or five of his more experienced players to step up um, to the mantle in this match. And they have to win it. They have to get a result here. Especially with Kilmarnock being a few points ahead. In decent form, you have to say. Kilmarnock very unfortunate to lose on penalties on Monday in the Scottish Cup. And that's probably not a good thing, to be fair, for Ross County here. They travel to, to Motherwell. So I think given the, the dynamics of this match, Dungeon in the Cup semi-final, like to rest, boys, I think Ross County are a value bet here at 11-8, to draw no bet. Yeah, I think it's a great show because I think you can look at Dundee United's stats and they've only been beaten once in the last eight. And it was that game at Kilmarnock where you say the rested players. Now, if you're Mickey Mellon and you look at it and you think, well, it worked last time, you know, it got our key players a bit of rest. We then went and turned in, as you say, performance this season at Batodre. You can't really think that he's going to change his you know what? Thinking. I'm going to come out and say right now, in fact, I've changed my mind. There's absolutely no chance at all Mickey Mellon's playing any of those any of those players I've mentioned. McNulty's not going to start. Shanklin won't start. Clark won't start. No chance. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Could you imagine the um, play Hibs next week and they're missing Shanklin and McNulty yeah. because they got injured against Ross County in a league game? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's just such a wonderful position that Dundee United are in. You know, they've already probably overperformed in the in the Premiership. Um, they are obviously guaranteed survival. Um, there's a chance that they could finish seventh and overtake St Mirren. But what an opportunity for Dundee United as a club, but also for Mickey Mellon, who I don't imagine has got much silverware on his CV. 
um, to get to a National Cup final and potentially win it and write himself into the history books for Dundee United. So there's absolutely no chance he's going to be taking any risks in a meaningless game against Ross County. No, you're right. And that's why I'm still surprised that Ross County are 2-1. to one. Um, I wouldn't expect them to be that place come Saturday. I think once the team lines come out and we can see that United are weakened. And the same thing happened at Kilmarnock. The bookies were too slow to react because by the time team news came out, it was too late. It was too late for anything to change temp- mm-hmm. price-wise. So I can see the same happening again here. Um, we're making assumptions, but pretty solid assumptions. And I, I don't think we'll be wrong. Yeah, and I also think, given there's only, what, three games to play, Ross County's next fixtures are, is against uh, Hamilton at home. Now, there's, we'll come on to Hamilton in a minute. Um, Ross County currently three points ahead of Hamilton. So what an opportunity for them as well for their own survival. They won't want to be going into that Hamilton game on level points with Hamilton, you know, so every game at the moment is must win. Yeah, absolutely. If, if Ross County can get a result here and win the match, then that eliminates them from going down automatically. And it then potentially takes them above Kilmarnock, knowing they've got Hamilton in the next game. So it's going to be a fascinating weekend, but I think Ross County can count themselves quite lucky they are playing United side, who have bigger fish to fry. Yep, so... Are we changing our bet here from drawing a bet to Ross County win, or are we going to no, no, still taking yeah, I'm still taking the eleven to eight. Um, we're not greedy here in the Gambler Channel. I think we like to find value. And I do think the nine to four is value, but we'll touch mm-hmm. upon that in a in a few minutes. Okay, okay. eleven to eight, drawing a bet. So very very similar circumstances for Hamilton at St Mirren. Uh, a St Mirren side that's already been kind of fairly under strength in recent weeks. Yeah, definitely. They've, they've been missing a lot of players that they're in, uh, through injury, suspension. Um, they managed to get some of the players back for what you can see was a, a gruelling and emotional night of ups and downs ahead, behind, last-minute goals, last-minute penalties, and they went through in penalties. Um, again, I really can't see Jim Goodwin playing a full-strength side here. Now, St Mirren don't have a, a massive luxury of squad-wise, so he will make changes um, to the team on, on Saturday. Not sure how many, but very similar to United. He's definitely going to rest at least three or four players, possibly five or six, for their cup semi-final against St Johnson the following week. And that presents Hamilton here with an opportunity to get a win that could take them off bottom spot, mm-hmm. depending on the Ross County result. But I think Hamilton will probably be aware of the fact that um, Ross County are playing United side as well in the, in the same boat they're in who'll be weakened so Hamilton 4-1 to one to win this match mm, which, I get, which again I think is really big yeah. uh, Hamilton are a really stuffy side they know how to fight they get out of this year and year after year <laughs> in terms of getting out of the bottom two spots mm-hmm. um, I must admit I do think Hamilton will go down um, they're, they're too trying to be delegated I just think even with a win here it might not be enough because Ross County and Motherwell could get results. Sorry, Ross County and Kilmarnock could get results. But in isolation for this match on Saturday, Hamilton have got to win this match. It's an absolute must-win. It's not even a six-pointer. It's a (laughs) (laughs) 12-pointer. They have to get a result here. Yeah, and I think they're... They're putting a weak in St. inside. Their price just looks a lot more attractive than Ross County. Ross County were, what, 94? Hamilton at 4-1. 
and again, just reiterate very, very similar circumstances. Yeah, so in terms of the market here, I've um, there's two bets from this match. First of all, I'm taking Hamilton to win this game, and I'm going to double it up Ross County. Mm-hmm. And that was shared on the channel on Monday, and that piece 14 to 1. And I tell you what, I've seen a lot worse looking 14 to 1 doubles. Yeah. Um, this has got a really good chance of landing. Uh, plus, with early payout as well. Um, a couple of early goals for each time will be lovely. <laughs> yeah, get it tied up for half time, that'd be very nice. Uh, yeah, you can't really argue with it just for a small stake at 14 to 1, can you? No, so I put one point up in the channel for this double, um, and I don't think it'll be far away. Okay. Um, the second bet from this game is our fifth Super Nap of the season. Um, really pleased to have found this one. Um, I think the the line for this one is extremely low, given what's at stake. So that was shared on the channel, I think, on was it Tuesday, no, Wednesday that was shared yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was shared on the channel yesterday morning. Um, and that's this weekend's Super Nap, so that's been shared on the channel. Yeah, so all members can get access to that. OK, the last game that we've not touched on is Motherwell v Kilmarnock. Uh, again, another interesting one, I guess, uh, Motherwell, not that much to play for. Kilmarnock still on the brink of safety, um, but they're in pole position to to stay up. Yeah, I watched the game on Monday night against St Mirren, and I thought Kilmarnock played really well. Uh, I'm not saying St Mirren were lucky to win the match. I think there's a couple of things that went their way in terms of one, the goalkeepers chucking the ball in the back of the net, for one. Um, a late headed equaliser from a set piece, a late penalty. And they won on penalties. Um, but and Chris, and Kilmarnock were without Kyle Lafferty as well. They were. Um, Oak, is it Oak? What was the guy who played up top on Monday? Done pretty well for them, actually. But Chris Burke was tremendous. He is like a fine wine, Chris Burke. <laughs> he, honestly, he's, his delivery of the ball as well. His delivery of the ball into the box from set pieces is, is one of the best in the league. What age is Chris uh, Burke these days? 37. Wow. I think he's 37. Apologies, Chris, if you're not. Um, but I think he is, so he's, he's soon approaching 37. It's unusual um, for a winger to still be as sprightly um, as Chris Burke is at that age. Usually, you know, it's players further back the pitch or um, in less, um, less forward positions that tend to have a, longer careers. Yeah, but it's, he's, he never gives the ball away. He's very intelligent, but his delivery, though, from a set piece is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Lafferty, I'd imagine, will be fit for Saturday, which is a massive boost, given he scored 55 goals in four games for Kilmarnock, so um, they'll be delighted <laughs> to have him back. Motherwell, nothing to play for, really. The, bitterly disappointing last weekend to get back to 2 all against Hibs. Yeah, and penalties is a real sore one, mm-hmm. especially given the events of Sunday night with St Johnson beating Rangers. It's anyone's cup now, yeah. so a massive opportunity missed by them, and it's a bit of a meaningless game for them, really. Obviously, league position-wise, they want to finish as high as they can, and that means more money. But Kilmarnock for this match, slight famous at what seventy-five. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kilmarnock win this match, but it will be a very tough game. Although Motherwell have nothing to play for, they have been playing well enough recently in Motherwell. Um, and they'll cause Kilmarnock problems, but I don't think Kilmarnock will lose this. I did look at Kilmarnock in the corner front, but you're reading up the hit six in this match. It's a big, not a big It's a big ask, unless you're Stockport. Um, <laughs> I'm not really interested in Kilmarnock to hit six. 
um, much prefer sides to hit four or five. So, um, yeah, no bet for this one for me. Yeah, I was quite keen to add Kilmarnock just to make it a trio of away wins for the teams that are desperate um, for victories this weekend, and that pays about 30 to 1. Um, if anyone is interested in a very, very small stake treble for the weekend, uh, it might, might give us some interest. Uh, so, yeah, no bet in this one. No, no bet. No. Okay, and just to round things off, in Scotland, um, I think there's two rounds of fixtures left in League One and League Two, and probably the most interesting um, issue to be resolved is in League Two, where there's four teams who can still fill the three places in the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's so tight, isn't it? All level points. Um, I feel a bit sorry for them, to be fair, because Queen's Park have obviously run away with that league this season. Um, and it's been stop-start. They've played so many games in such a short space of time. Some of the travelling involved as well. Elgin travelled to Stranraer on Tuesday and found themselves 4-0 up inside half an hour. <laughs> so yeah. they've had a great start into the season, Elgin, after a really sticky patch, especially losing to Albion Rovers uh, 5-2 at home two weeks ago. They then went and drew with Queen's Park. They beat Stranraer and they won again tonight against Stowe and Albion, which is a great result. Yeah. So it's, it's anyone's. I think Edinburgh City may edge it, but I certainly wouldn't um, put off anyone looking at Elgin or still in Albion as well. Yeah, so there's three teams on 35 points and one on 34. Uh, Sterling um, have played one game more than the other three games, so it's going to be a fascinating end to the season there. Um, and in League One, as you say, title's been wrapped up by Partick Thistle tonight. Cove Rangers currently sitting in second place. They are four points ahead of Airdrieonians who have slipped into third at Falkirk's expense. Falkirk play Montrose, who could still catch them. Montrose are five points behind Falkirk with two games to play. So, uh, yeah, still plenty at stake there. Yeah, there is. Um, I guess let's have a quick moment for podcast friend Mitch Meganson. Uh, we <laughs> yes. haven't spoken about him for a while now. And he's scored again tonight twice. I think he scored tonight. He scored with Thistle on Tuesday night and he's obviously banging the goals in. I think Cove have actually surprised me, actually, to be fair. Um, we all knew Cove would be challenging, possibly for a playoff spot. But for them to be, obviously not anymore, but for them to be challenging Patrick Thistle for the title with, what, two games to go is quite extraordinary. And they could very well find themselves finishing second. Yeah. Um, I don't think any side will be offensive uh, playing Cove uh, especially the form they're in at the moment as well. No, so they are, from what I can work out my, my maths, they are guaranteed um, a playoff place now um, yeah. after after results tonight. So well done to them. Um, no bets in these Lord game, League games for us at the moment um, because, quite simply, they've not been priced up. <laughs> no, no prices. So we can sit here and speculate, but always can see prices, obviously. So um, that's possibly something we'll share on the channel uh, at the weekend. Okay. Uh, before we wrap up, we're going to have a wee look at a game in Italy as well that you quite fancy a look of, and that is Benevento at AC Milan on Saturday. Yeah, so I've kept it fairly consistent in terms of where we go in terms of, of our, our bets and our markets and our teams. Um, and that's been the case really now for probably most of the season, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Scottish football, obviously, a bit of English football, and I guess Serie A and Serie B. Um, and it's to be fair, it's paid dividends, especially in Italy in the corner front. Mm-hmm. I think we backed Verona on the channel on Sunday at Inter Milan, bearing in mind Inter Milan um, going to win the title. 
Verona a very big price of eight to one to win the match, and they were what seventy-five to hit four corners, mm-hmm. and they got eight. Um, so this probably stems back to last season in Belarus and in Norway of finding teams at very very big prices to rack up what you'd call a really low corner count. Yeah, and the same again this weekend. Benevento very much in the midst of a relegation dogfight with about four other sides. They currently occupy the third automatic relegation spot and they travel to out of sorts AC Milan side who've lost their last two. Now, Benevento have actually, you need to feel a bit sorry for them. They beat Juventus away 1-0. They've then gone on and scored two or more goals in four of the next five games and they picked up two points. Mm. Um, you can't win matches conceding two goals every game and that's what's happened to Benevento but in terms of this match itself though um, definitely an opportunity here on Benevento corners and no surprise to see it being a Benevento team corners bet at over 3.5 now AC Milan looking through their data this season have shipped at least four or more corners now in 14 of their 17 home games and I think in 78% of their games this season, the opposition have racked up at least four corners. So given where Benevento are, have to get a win, have to get a, some points on the board. But the fact that they, offensively they have been good the last few weeks, they've scored 14 goals now in the last five games, or 10 goals in the last five games. And there's every chance they'll give Milan a game here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they hit four corners is absolutely nothing. We've, we've won this market time and time and time again. And I think this one looks really decent to see Benevento hit four corners here at um, just a shade below uh, evens. So what place are they, sorry? I think they're 19 to 20. Um, 19 to 20. Yeah. Is that bet 365? Just give me two seconds. I'm literally just checking now. Um, even money, sorry. Even money at Betfred. Even better. Good stuff. Okay, doke. I think that's us covered everything for this weekend. Can you just give us a wee recap on your best bets for the podcast? Yeah, so starting on Friday night, um, it's an over 1.5 match goals double, and that's at Arbroath v Morton and Inverness v Air, and that pays 11 to 10 with Skybet. Um, next up is the weekend's nap, and that's Ross County double chance, sorry, Ross County draw no bet, sorry, at 11 to 8 at Dungeon United. And I'm also taking a Dungeon uh, Ross County Hamilton double at 14 to 1 with bet 365. And finally, I'm taking Benevento over 3.5 match corners at AC Milan at even money. Good stuff in that game in Italy. That's Saturday night, 7.45. So keep an eye out for that one. Good stuff. Thank you very much. Don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg and of course if you want more tips like these then make sure you join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts his best tips daily. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up there. That's us for this week. Watch out for some extra podcasts next week. Greg, I think there's a return of Norwegian football and we're looking at, I know we promised this in the last couple of weeks, a Belarusian podcast as well. Yeah, I guess timing-wise, um, Norway starts a week on Monday, and I think for Belarus, I was keen to see just a few more weeks worth of action before getting stuck right in. But yeah, really pleased that next weekend we'll definitely have a Belarusian podcast and the return of the Norwegian podcast with David Wellston. So, very exciting. 
Yep, and of course we'll have those Scottish Cup semi-finals to look forward to and a boxing match live on the podcast between <laughs> Greg and Div McDonald. so can look forward to that. So that's us for this week. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Yes, thank you. Good luck.